Okay, so the um, want to talk about today. We started talking about was from the beginning of the of the Bible, the book of Genesis. We start talking about creation, the uh, Cain and Abel. We talked about the flood, about the tower of Babel. Um, so want to talk about what what's next in the narrative of, of the biblical narrative in the, in the beginning. It's Abraham. But before we get to Abraham, uh, there is also what leads to Abraham. Why, why, was, why Abraham? What's, what's, what's the, what, why Abraham? What's, this, what's his uh, imperative? Why does he need to appear on the stage? What, what went wrong or what went right? Why do we need Abraham? Um, what makes him special? Um, and I think the, the story of the tower precedes the appearance of Abraham. Abraham appears right after the Tower of Babel. So somehow there's a connection between something when something happened with the tower that Abraham became necessary. What happened? Obviously, everybody says the tower, there was a problem. Tower of Babel was a problem. How do we know? It was a problem because God stopped it. If it wasn't a problem, God would have let it be built. You know, you know what Tower of Babel is? Torre de Babel. Mm-hmm. You know about it? The construction was very big building and God gave to the person because the person said, we are construction, this building is a right to the heaven. Ah, okay. Uh, the right to the heaven. And then uh-huh. the human feel like we are like, ah, okay. like, like a god. Ah, okay. But God say, ah, you, you think you, you are very smart, you are very powerful, and begin the person to speak in different language, and the person not understand nothing, it's not possible to continue construction the, the building, okay. because the, every person is not understand nothing, okay. because every person is speaking another language. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's why we have Tagalog and and Spanish and (laughs) Russian and and all this kind of stuff. And English, yes. Uh So, um, but, you know, what was the problem? Why did God stop it? Why did God stop the construction? Um, The, well, the key verse is verse number four, Genesis 11, 4. Elias, can you read it for us, please? Once cuatro. Genesis 11 says the story only nine verses okay. the whole Star of Babel story is only nine verses mm-hmm. Genesis 11 read, read verse 4 Luke. Danny then they said come on let's build a city for ourselves let's build a tower that reaches the sky we'll make a name for ourselves and we will be scattered over the whole earth ok ok yeah so so what's the problem I mean and, and then God said in verse number six what does God say in verse number six can you read it he said only people that are united to speak in the same language that is why they can do all this now they will be able to do anything they plan. Yeah, well, this is a little um, 
translation doesn't, doesn't show the, the whole depth of what happened. Basically what happens is God says, they have this language, one language, right? And this is what they're doing. Let us stop it. So basically, it seems like they have this one language, which is good. The fact that they had one language is that's not a problem. That's what they had. That's, that's good. The problem is like, this is what you're doing with your language? You have this opportunity and you're doing something wrong. What's wrong? Well, there can be two things that's wrong. Because they say, let us build a tower and a city and let us make a name for ourselves. I mean, which one of that or both of them are wrong? Is it wrong to build a city and the tower? Is it wrong to make a name for yourself? Is both wrong? What's the problem? The, the, uh, the king there, by the way, their king, his, his name is Nimrod, is the king of Babylon. Not Babylon, Babel. He wasn't Babylon yet. Became Babylon later on with Nebuchadnezzar and that empire. But it was Babel. So Nimrod, he's known as a, as a mighty man, as a, as a mighty hunter. Um, so, mighty man, like a warrior, who, who is he fighting with? There is no wars, everybody has the same language. There is no hate between the people. So, if you're mighty, what do you do? Well, you become a hunter, <laughs> so you hunt animals. <laughs> because you can't like, kill people because there's no war, so you kill animals, right? So, this guy, mighty warrior, he is the king and he, wants to, he is leading the nation. This mighty warrior is leading the nation to build this tower, to build that city. He is the leader, he is the, he is the brain behind the idea to, to make it that, to make it so. And uh, um, so they have, a, it seems like making a name, is it bad? Is it bad to make a name for yourself? Is it bad? What does it mean to make a name for yourself? It says, let's make a name for ourselves, lest we're going to be scattered all over the world. What's, what's wrong with making, what's, what's, what is making the name for yourself? I, huh? To who? To themselves? There's nobody else. When the father dies and, and the son remains, what remains of the father? Kids. The name, the last name is the same. The last name remains. You carry the name of your father. By carrying the name, the father doesn't die, so to speak, completely. Doesn't disappear completely. Name is a legacy. And you have a choice. There's two ways to make a name. There is a, you can make your child, you know, is your children. And also you can make a company. <laughs> Like Ford. <laughs> Ford is dead. <laughs> but his company exists. Like the cars. He made a name for himself through the company. You can make yourself a name through your children. Well, his children are also Ford. Or you can make yourself a name through the company. Very noisy, this thing, unfortunately. 
So, there are two ways to make a name. You can make a name through your children, or you can make a name through the legacy, like a city and a tower. Something that's going to remain after you die. Because what they know, these people, they used to live a long time. They used to live 900 years before the flood. Noah lived 950 years. And now that all of a sudden their life is shorter. And they're like, okay, we're, we're going to die sooner than we thought. Let's do something to make our legacy continue. And they had one language, right? They were united with one language and they chose to use that unity to build a building. And apparently God is displeased. Apparently God says, you have the language and this is what you choose? Apparently you have to do something else. You had to focus on your children, not on the building. And, you know, can you, can you read Psalm 127? Salmo 127. Yeah? Uh-huh, go ahead. If the Lord doesn't build a house, the work of the builders is useless. If the Lord doesn't watch over the city, it's useless for, for those on guard duty to stand watch over it. Two, it's useless for you to work for, from early morning until late at night just to, just to get food to eat. God provides for those he loves, even while they sleep. Three, children are given, no, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children are, who are born to people when they are young are like arrows in the, in the hand of a soldier. Blessed are those who have many children. They won't be put to shame when they go up against their enemies in court. Thanks. Well, so... Can you read in Spanish? Si el Señor no edificare la casa, en vano trabajan los que la edifican. Si el Señor no guardare la ciudad, en vano vela la guardia. Por demás, es que os levantéis de madrugada y vayáis tarde a reposar y que comáis pan de dolores, pues que a su amado dará Dios el sueño. He aquí, herencia del Señor son los hijos, cosa de estima el fruto del vientre, como saetas en manos del valiente. Así son los hijos sabidos en la juventud. Bienaventurado el hombre que llenó su aljaba de ellos. No será avergonzado cuando hablare con los enemigos en la puerta. Gracias. Pues, in, in this psalm, you see, unless the Lord build the city or build the building, right? In vain do the builders labor. Instead, what's the heritage? The children are the heritage, not the building. It's the children, right? So they directed in the wrong direction. What kind of children, by the way? Well, good children. The ones you, that you're proud of when you talk with your enemies in the gates. When you go to the gates to talk to the enemies and your kids are kind of not to be proud of, I mean, you don't want them out. You don't want them like in, in the sight of your enemies in the, in, in the gates because they're going to embarrass you. You want the children that are not embarrassing and um, I think 
children here, there are two types. There are, what kind of what types of children are there? There are good and bad. <laughs> no, within the good children. Good and bad, yes. But within the good children, what types of good children are there? Annoying are bad children. So let's talk about not annoying children. Like, uh, like good children. What types are there? Good children. The beta type. Obey and. Well, no, they're all good. Um, there are two types. They're natural and adopted. They're natural children. They're adopted children. Both both can be good. Right? They're good and bad. Bad we don't talk. We don't want bad. We want good. But the goods they can be two types. They can be natural or adopted. And then the beta type. Yes, you're the, you're, yes. Uh, and uh, the ones that you're not, it's like adopted children, like children that are good are also your students, your disciples, those that do what you'd like them to do, if you're a good person, obviously. That, those that continue your legacy, if you have a good legacy. I'm talking about bad legacy, good legacy. Those children that continue a good legacy. Those are the children that you want. These are the children that make a name for you. These are the children that you're not ashamed for them to carry your name. Your last name. Like Berman, right? I, I like my kids to carry my name Berman. If my child is a bad child, I'll be ashamed. So I, I want to change your name. Like something else, right? <laughs> yeah, to, to something. So Nimra, it's like, and it says, like the arrows in the hand of the mighty man, Gibor. Gibor is the mighty man. That's the word that's used for Nimrod. Nimrod is called Gibor, the mighty man. He is the first guy who's called Gibor, like a soldier, like a mighty guy. Right? He is the first one who, who, who that term is used with, is Nimrod. He is the mighty man, and he made a mistake. He chose to make a name through buildings and not through disciples. Not through, he, he, I mean, he was a bad guy. He was. So, I mean, The rocks, you know, temple is built from the rocks, not from the bricks. Um, like, and, and, and it says the rock that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone in the psalm. It says, Even The rock that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. These builders, they, they built from bricks. They, they chose to use bricks, something that, that they can control, that they can manufacture and not depend on God at all and just do what they can do in their own power. Um, and, but in, instead, but the word, interesting, the word for builders, banaich, is the same as banaich, is your sons. Your builders and sons are the same, same word. Like children and builders are the same word in Hebrew. Bone is to build. Ben is the son. Just like what this father is building. Father is building a legacy. So builders and sons is the same word. So, you either build, so, so they have confused the purpose. They have the same language. So you build. What do you build? Uh, building. Wrong. God said, no. You have this opportunity 
with one language as in Unity and you use it to build buildings, sorry, I have to stop it before it gets like crazy, before you're gonna just like, you know, before you go in the wrong direction altogether. So she just stops it and spreads them around. So, and then the next verse, verse 10, after the tower, after the story of the tower, after verse 9 comes verse 10, and what does the verse 10 says? These are the generations of Shem. Jolly, read in, in Spanish. Versículo 10. Genesis 11. 10. Immediately after the story of the tower, that's the, first, that's the verse that follows. Okay. What does it say? Estas son las generaciones de Sem. Sem, de edad de 100 años, engendró a Arfaxad. Arfaxad, etc., etc. Dos años después. Sí. Pues, the next verse is, these are the generations of Shem. What's Shem? How do you translate Shem? What does Shem mean? Name. His name means name. These are the generation of the name. It's like, let us make the name for ourselves, let's build the tower. No, wrong way. These are the generation of the name. And they lead to Abraham. This whole Shem story, Shem is born, give birth to this, da, 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 ends with Abraham. So God stops the building of the tower. Instead, Abraham is the, uh, is the way. So the, gen the, 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 the generation failed. So Abraham now is the way through whom the name will, will be built. And God makes himself a name through Abraham. And just as it says, in your seed, all the families of the world will be blessed. Your seed, your son, your name. In the descendants of Abraham, there will be a blessing for the entire world. The name of God is for a blessing. God wants to bestow his blessing upon us. And he chooses Abraham to do so. These people who had community, everything they, they had everything necessary to, to produce a blessed society. But they failed. They, didn't, they used it for whatever, for business, <laughs> instead of using it for relationships. Right? And he stopped it. He says, okay, this is, this is the person, this is Abraham. What is Abraham known for? That, that's, that's, what, that's, I think, why Abraham appears. Because the relationships between people and God through the legacy of the children, of the disciples, of children who are good, that is what God's plan is for the creation. And Abraham is known for his faith. It says about Abraham, he believed in God and that was credited to him as righteousness. But he believed. What did he believe? He believed in God, what? They, they, what type of promises? Large there are two. There are two promises, actually. Land and children. That's right. Two promises. Land and children. By the way, when he, got, when he was given those promises, he had neither. He had neither land nor the children. He had nothing. And his wife was barren. His wife couldn't have kids. But he, despite all that, he believed God. And by the way, you need the two things, because without children, the land is empty. And without the land, the children are homeless. So you need to have two things by necessity, right? 
So, Abraham is the correct path. There was a flood and the tower, those are incorrect paths that humanity can take. Flood is a path of hedonism, of people wanted to doing what they want. People do what they want, so God, God just wiped them out. And the, tower, and the tower is the path of uh, achievement and artificial legacy. It's like either laziness or super achievement. <laughs> Both are wrong paths. Both are not leading to the relationship that God wants to have, wants to, wants to produce, right? Abraham is the path of faith. That is the path that is an alternative to the hiddenism and to the, um, to the artificial legacy. The, 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 the alternative to both is the path of faith. As it says in, in, in the Tanakh, the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. That is the way to, to live with God. And this is what God tells to Abraham. Through, when Abraham passed the test with Isaac in the Akedah, in the biting of Isaac, Abraham passes the test, and this is what God says to him. It's Genesis uh, 22, 15. I'll read it. it says, then, then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said... By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you. And multiplying, I'll multiply your descendants, your children, as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess gates of your enemies. Remember gates of your enemies? is like you're not going to be ashamed when you speak with your enemies at the gate because you have your children with you. They will possess the gates of your enemies. In your seed. <laughs> In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Which seed? In your seed, which seed of Abraham? Which one is that? Who's his seed? Isaac. But says they'll be numerous. Not just Isaac. It's his followers. It's his students. Both natural and adopted. Because not all the natural sons of Abraham are actually his students. Ishmael was a natural son of Abraham. He was not his student. Isaac was... Because Isaac was connected to the promise. Because God said in Isaac. So, this is the legacy. Children who follow the good path. The disciples. Both natural and adopted. Those who believe the promises. These are the ones who can carry the name. These are the ones who can build the legacy. Legacy means immortality. As well, because name doesn't die. Towers don't die either, <laughs> but towers is not our path. Huh? That's right. Towers don't die until until somebody flies a plane into a tower. 
you know, and, and, and so yes, but the name doesn't. So tower is seemingly permanent, but it just seems so. It's illusion. The name is not an illusion. Tower saw the languages all mixed up, right? There was a time later in history when all the languages were again united. Where the tower, the, the problem of the tower was reversed. What was that time? Hmm? It was Shavuot. The Shavuot was the giving of the Torah, of course, and, and there, is a, there is a Midrash that says the Torah was given in 70 languages. But also, um, the giving of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts showed the disciples speaking the languages that everybody could understand. So people could understand the language all of a sudden right away, again. Like it was before the Tower of Babel, they could understand the language all, all over again. So that, that was reversed. That was, that was, it was a tikkun. It was a repair of the, of the problem of the Tower. With Shavuot, there was a tikkun. There was a repair. And this is what happened when they spoke all these languages. People understood, right? And Elias, would you read for us? It's a but long... They use the language for a different way. Exactly. They use the language for what? So, so read to us Acts 14 through 38. It's a long passage. 14, 38? Yeah, 14 through 38. And another one? Hechos 2, 14 to 38. It's a passage long, but we're almost finished. Acts 2, uh, verses 14 through 38. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter, speak to the crowd. Then Peter stood up with eleven apostles. In a loud voice, he spoke to the crowd. My fellow Jews, he said, let me explain this to you. All you who live in the city of Jerusalem, listen carefully to what I say. You think these people are drunk, but they aren't. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, here is the prophet Joel meant. He said, in the last days, God said, I will pour out my Holy Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will have dreams. In those days, I will pour out my Spirit on my servants. I will pour out my Spirit on both men and women. When I do, they will prophesy. I will show wonders in heavens above. I will show signs on earth below. There... There will be blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will be dark. The moon will turn red like blood. This is what will happen before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man who had God's approval. God did miracles, wonders, and signs among you through Jesus. You, you yourselves know this. Long ago, God planned that Jesus would be handed over to you. With the help of evil people, you put Jesus to death. You nailed him to the cross, but God raised him from the dead. He set, set him free from the suffering of death. It wasn't possible for death to keep it's hold on Jesus. David spoke about him. He said, I know the Lord is always with me, but 
He is at my right hand. I will always be secure. So my heart is glad and, and joy is on my tongue. My whole body will be full of hope. You will not leave me in the place of, of the dead. You will not let your Holy One go away. You will always show me the path that leads to life. You will fill me with joy when I am with you. Fellow Israelites, you can assure that King David died. He was buried. The tomb is still here today. But David was a prophet. He knew that God had made a promise to him. So God made a promise that, that would make someone in David's family line king after him. David saw what was coming. He spoke about the Messiah rising from the dead. He said that the Messiah would not be left in the in the place of the dead. His body wouldn't rot in the ground. God has raised this same Jesus back to life. We are all witnesses of this. Jesus has been given a, a place of honor at the right hand of God. He has received the Holy Spirit from the Father. This is what God has promised. Has promised. It is Jesus who has poured out what what he now is doing here. David did not go up to heaven, but he said, The Lord said, The, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. Sit at my right hand until I make my enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Mashiach, this Yeshua whom you crucified. Now that when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be, be immersed in the name of Yeshua Mashiach for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call to himself. So, say, the promise, what promise? The pro same promise that was given to Abraham. The promise of many children and the promise of the land. What land? Land of Israel? It's temporary. We're not going to hold on to that forever. The promise is for the world to come. The promise is for the inheritance of the, of the world to come. And so this is, it's, it's the promise of the resurrection of the dead. And that can only be obtained through the faith, just like Abraham had. Um, that is the, uh, the necessity of the path that Abraham has shown. The path of faith in the promise of God. This is the only way that we exist here on earth. This is the only purpose why we exist here on earth. Our legacy is the children who follow in our path, is the disciples, both natural and adopted. It doesn't matter who these children are. The disciple of a teacher are their children. Children who will follow the path of faith to make others join because the glory of the king is in the number of his servants. The more are their disciples, the more are the servants of God, the more is the glory of God is revealed. And uh, as well as to believe that through Yeshua, we have the promise of the resurrection of the dead and eternal life. That's what these people said. What should we do? They have killed the Mashiach. What should we do with that? It says, repent, and believe, and you will receive the Holy Spirit so that you can be again unified. So you can 
how, how are the children, how are the disciples are made? They're made through unity. So you will again regain what was lost in the tower. You lost that unity in the tower. Now you have that unity through the Holy Spirit, and now you can use that unity to make disciples, to make children, not to build buildings. To make children, not to build the Vatican. Not to build big churches. Or Notre Dame. <laughs> you, you use unity not to rebuild the Notre Dame. You use the unity to make disciples. That is the purpose of Abraham. That's the faith of Abraham. So that's, that's what I have for today. Any questions anybody has regarding this? Algunas preguntas? Don't be shy. Lías, questions? Oh, okay. Muy interesante. Okay. Pero, pero esto no es pregunta. <laughs> 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 ¿Entendiste qué yo, 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 yo quería decir?